Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 102 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six, and that geezer over there... It's Andy, a.k.a. Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, I don't know, Eugene. <laughs> e- Deputy Enos. Sheriff. <laughs> De- Deputy Dog. From Berg Tussle, Kentucky. <laughs> oh dear! Little known fact for the listeners: Andy's dream is to become a deputy sheriff in a in, a, in small town America. That's not even like a made up one. I just said that. I know you did. Yeah, true story. <laughs> An actual true story. I look good in beige. Yes, you do, and in a tall hat. <laughs> well welcome folks to the 102nd episode of the ministry of dice it's a it's a big deal episode today because we've got some really fun stuff coming up we do for you actually do yeah for you all to enjoy it's uh, still pretty quiet on the western front but there is a few things going on including an announcement we'd like to make today which i think is kind of exciting i think it's exciting yeah, it's it's filled me with a sudden rush of anxiety and dread, mostly because of the organisation that's involved at the short amount of time. But there you go. Um, but before we get into all of that, of course, as usual, let's do a quick roundup of the last two weeks. So I'll ask you, my man, what have you been up to since we last recorded? Work, sleep, work, sleep, work, sleep. <laughs> these are always so uh, insightful and enjoyable, these conversations. <laughs> You lead such a rock and roll lifestyle. It's I can't keep up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a crazy boy. Uh, yeah, well, with um, I listeners may have have picked up on. I think I mentioned it on our MOD Extra podcast is that I have recently started a new job, uh, which, as I told Chris before we started recording, teaching an old dog new tricks isn't that easy. Uh, so uh, <laughs> my brain has been rattling around at 5 million miles an hour. And by the time I get home, I barely move uh, and involve me going to uh, to bed pretty early. So those late night apex, my uh, battle pass progression has suffered immensely. If I realized as much, maybe I wouldn't have changed job. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. Priorities, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that has, has suffered because I'm tucked up in bed by... Uh, by 10 o'clock with a glass of cocoa, a glass of cup of cocoa and a, a good book. I've been reading quite a lot, but if you want to hear more about that, MOD Extra next Monday. But not a lot on the gaming front at all. I downloaded a game called Anthem uh, on the PS4. That is uh, supposed to be quite good, and it was like £2.60. something ridiculous. I think they've just stopped uh, supporting it. Uh, right. So as a result, it's dirt cheap. Uh, Javier uh, recommended it he bought it on the cheap uh, said it was pretty good uh, i download that's as far as i got it's downloading it <laughs> okay yeah, so uh, <laughs> keep hold of your hats and you'll hopefully hear more about that by the uh, tail end of the year world cup has ended it did not come home i know moment of silence for the england team <laughs> yeah it's uh it's sad really days sad. Sad days. Although, like, I know you're not a big football fan, but the fact that they put the performance was amazing. I said to uh, Ozzy, actually, with my son before the game started, was like, would you prefer for them to play terribly and win or play really well and lose? And he was like, well, I'd rather they played terribly and won. I was like, yeah, but would you prefer them to what 
what would happen if they played terribly and they lost? Would you prefer that? And he was like, no, it was than them playing well. And he was like, no. So they played well. They lost. Such is life. Not any, everyone could be winners. Hashtag 2017. That is about it. That's kind I of my am, philosophy about Dice Masters, actually. I'd rather play well and lose. Look, look, yeah. look good, die young. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I always look good while I'm playing Dice Masters. I mean, I always look good. Where's <laughs> it? You know, I'd so uh, I had edited and posted the fighting fantasy stream. I was a bit delayed on it, but I posted it on the Mod Extra channel. So if anyone's interested, folks, it's a bit Dice Masters adjacent. But Andy and I uh, have been working our way through the Steve Jackson and Ian Livingston fighting fantasy books on our Twitch channel, and I've been just downloading the full playthroughs and dropping them on the Mod Extra YouTube channel, our sister channel. And my hair, man. You know what I mean? It's, it's like actually shocking. Howge, <laughs> howge. Um, we can get back into that now. Your internet is um, super fast. Yes, so that's exciting. Although I'm just in that bit where you change jobs and you're proper skin <laughs> because like the old transition and the different days for payment and stuff. So we'll hold off a little bit whilst I am um, get myself back in order and get that book. Well, I can always pick it up, man. It's no problem. That's what it's like four quid. I'm sure it won't matter. All right. I'll cancel some OnlyFans subscriptions and I'll be fine. Um, <laughs> all, all to my own um, uh, pages. <laughs> Got to get that search engine optimization up. <laughs> and I think I've run out of bollocks to talk about. That's me done. Okay. Well, then uh, I shall share... Well, I've been up to in the last two weeks since we recorded. So, yes, my internet is up and running. Not only is it up and running, but I've swapped provider and it's up and running to a much more acceptable standard, which means if you follow some of our other kind of output areas, such as the YouTube channels, then you'll have noticed that things have started to get uploaded. I've started posting stuff and just kind of getting back into the old rhythm. So after a bit of a hiatus, I'm back on it. From the Ministry of Dice side of things, I've been doing some lovely videos. By the time this episode goes out, my next uh, affiliation guide vid will have gone up on the channel. I'm taking a look at the Bat Family this time around, one of my faves. Uh, And I've started doing... I've I've lifted the little-known facts from the podcast and started doing some little one minute little known facts about dice masters on the youtube channel as well nice yeah i just thought it was nice nice bit of, you know cross cross pollination of ideas uh, although the little known facts obviously here on the podcast have a much broader scope <laughs> don't they just <laughs> much broader scope so yeah i've been getting i've got the been getting the camera out been recording some stuff but further to that the eight hour wait for its upload to youtube is no longer an issue so i'm i'm back in the world of of doing that kind of stuff um i've not played much dice masters but the intention is that we play tonight now that again my internet connection is strong enough to keep us going yeah so by the time this episode goes out on monday we'll have done uh, a live stream of some life gain teams. Um, we mentioned that in the last episode, and your curiosity was piqued by the it format. Was indeed, yeah, yeah, definitely. So we're going to do that uh, on the non dice masters front. Uh, not a great deal. Uh, my daughter and I have been playing a little bit of villainous, which has been you know in our world for a while. She loves that one. I picked up an expansion recently, the one with um, Scar and. Uh, Who's the big rat villain from The Rescuers? Is it The Rescuers? King Rat. No, maybe. No, Raticate. It's uh, 
No, Basil, the great mouse detective, it is. How is it? It's the big rat villain in that. Anyway, uh, uh, nonetheless, uh, yeah, villain, it's really, it's actually a really good game, I think. <laughs> I know that sounds utterly unconvincing, but yeah, I think it's a pretty good game. On the surface of it, you're playing your own game, but there's a, there's a nice mechanic in there that lets you interfere with your opponent playing their game while you're playing your game, if you know what I mean. So that it keeps the interaction alive, and so that's quite nice. And Pokemon, my, my lads really, really started to take an interest in the Pokemon cards, although less gameplay, more sorting. And he's starting to investigate and get his head a, a little bit around the idea that there's different sets and expansions mm-hmm. and different rarities and things. So I've been sort of sitting down with him and trying to talk him through it and help him understand the way these things work, you know? Um, nice. Yeah, so he's, he's slowly coming into the fold. Slowly coming into the fold. And he did say to me the other day, he's like, oh, well, uh, is that how Dice Masters work? And I'm like, right, let me tell you about that. And then he regretted <laughs> the three-hour three lecture he received on Dice Masters. So, yeah, just a little bit of non-Dice Masters-related gaming uh, this last two weeks. But I have got some more kind of gaming-related news coming up, but I'll keep that for a little community focus in a second. Oof. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what else uh, we should say. Uh, a, a, a huge thank you to everyone so far who has contributed to the Brit Roller 6 Stroke Ministry of Ice crowdfunding effort. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, we have, you'll all be pleased to know, uh, reached the threshold to nearly cover everything. So we're enormously grateful. Um, certainly the website fees and the podcast fees are boxed off which is really really handy uh, we have just a handful of the thunderstone game left so if you are still interested then please head on over to britroller6.com and read our annual fundraiser post which will give you the details on how you can make a donation and what that involves but yeah limited stocks now folks they're starting to run out quick oh that's exciting yeah, it is. And, you know, um, what, what's been really encouraging and filled my heart with warm joy is that, uh, you know, there's a, there's a few folk who have been with us over the years and have supported us both financially and uh, in, in various other ways who have dip, dipped in their pockets and contributed this year. But there's a few new names and a few new uh, kind of pseudonyms. Not everyone uses their full name that I've never seen before, and I don't really know who these people are, but I'm assuming they're new players or new to the channel. So a massive thank you to those folks who are obviously engaging with us and taking an interest in what we're doing uh, and you. Amazing. Hello, new people. Send us messages and stuff. Yeah, let, let me know. Let me know. Um, you know, or if you are making a donation, you know, give us your name or put a little note in the in the uh, in the comments box to say a hi, or you know, or let me know if I can email you back and stuff because sometimes you know it's all all these kind of pseudonyms or people's email addresses don't fully reflect who they actually are. You know what I mean? So yeah. Spanky wonder five. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really pleased. An enormous thank you to everybody who's contributed to our crowdfund effort this year. You have guaranteed that the ministry of dice and the Brit Roller Six website has another 12 months of life in it. And for that, we are very, very grateful. Woohoo! Thank you yeah. very much. Absolutely. Uh, what else? So Dark Phoenix Saga, still no sign of that, but it is tentatively, I think we mentioned this last episode, but just a quick reminder, tentatively scheduled to take place, release in November. I'll remind everyone, though, that Jimmy had told us that uh, there's still some complications with manufacturing in China and like rolling power cuts and things, and that shipping challenges, at least of which is shipping costs, may still cause issues. So while word spread about November, please do 
manage your expectations. <laughs> Do you reckon that they like a power cut and a Chinese factory is a little bit like when computers go down at work and everyone's like, yes. <laughs> well, possibly, yeah. Or do you reckon it's yeah. the other way around? They're like, oh, no. I need to fulfill <laughs> my quota of super airs this this hour. I mean. Yeah. I, I do not know. Do not know. I think the culture, the working culture, certainly in Chinese manufacturing, is probably very different to what we're used to in the West. <laughs> <laughs> I remember working working in a call center, and when the the computers going down was just like heaven. And was, you get the boop, and the first thing you say, "I'm awfully sorry, but the computers are down at the moment, so I can't help you with your inquiry. Please call back later." And it's just like the best words ever. <laughs> Not for the customer. <laughs> oh, bollocks! No, no one cares about the customers in customer service. That's Whoa. like lesson number one. Let's not get into that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, that's uh, still good news that there's um, light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, so... It's a small light. Yes, indeed, indeed. But, you know, keep his fingers crossed that that happens and is successful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a good set. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Yeah, there's some really exciting stuff. We're going to talk a little bit more about it in today's episode, sort of in a roundabout way. So stay tuned for that in our feature segment a bit later on in the episode. Um, okay, well, should we um, tell the listeners a little bit about what we're going to cover in today's episode, my man? Yes. Okay, then. Well, uh, first things first, we've got a community focus that we're going to bounce into. We have an announcement, some exciting news here in the UK. So we'll get that covered off and let everybody know what's happening around that exciting, exciting announcement. Then we have the giveaway. We launched our uh, Century Episode Celebration Giveaway in our 100th episode. We have a selection of really exciting promo cards to give away. We uh, have been gathering all the entries up, and today is the day we're announcing the winners. I did like a little pause for exciting sounds from... I'm sure there are people who are now on tender hooks. Tender hooks. Good word. Waiting, Waiting to hear... Um, whether they have won or not. Good prizes, them. Absolutely, yeah. Got, uh, well, we'll talk about it when we get to the segment. Uh, so we've got the giveaway, and then we have our feature segment. We're going to talk about super rares today. Uh, specifically, we're going to focus in on uh, a little something Jimmy said to us in the interview in the 100th episode that kind of pricked our ears up and got us thinking about a kind of a concept that I think is on the mind of some Dice Masters players, if not all at one point or another. Uh, so we're going to have a little bit of a chat about super rares and kind of answer the question, why are there so many good cards that are super rares? That sounds super. It does indeed. Super. <laughs> super duper. And with all that said and done, that should bring us to the close of the episode. So shall we crack on, my man? Whoopsie. Okay, on to the community focus then. This is London calling. Here is the news. Right, okay then. So here is the news, and it's, I suppose, relatively big news. It's a complete 180, a quick, a complete turnaround on the UK Games Expo, and we are, in fact, running an MOD PDM this year at the UK Games Expo weekend. Say what? 
I know, I know. So international listeners may or may not be aware, certainly UK listeners will be, that the uh, government over here has like totally changed restrictions and guidelines to the point where it means the UK Games Expo can now lay on much more than they had originally planned. And that includes adding organized play seminars all sorts of stuff to the itinerary so whereas it was more of a kind of exhibition hall kind of setup they're now allowing some organized play uh they've been given priority to things like board game events and uh, pre-booked demos but they've also slipped us in as it were oh nice yeah i know nice <laughs> So, yeah, that's taking place. The UK Games Expo is the weekend of the 30th of the July. Our MOD PDM is taking place on the 31st, on the Saturday specifically. It's going to be 2 till 4 in the afternoon. 2 till 4, 2 till 6 in the afternoon. We are capped at 16 players. They're still maintaining you know, social distance regulations to some degree, and therefore we're capped at 16 players because of the limited table space that that creates. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting news. Our first opportunity to run a face-to-face event for, you know, ages, 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 and ages. face-to-face events. What the hell's that? Where's my computer screen and my webcam? I know. Tell me about it. Yeah, absolutely. Now we realise it's obviously very short notice. To, as of time of this episode going out, it's like basically two weeks away, uh, and we're not anticipating a huge turnout so we're not really making it a big it's the mod pdm at the uk games expo you know massive fuss like we might do normally uh i've kind of in my head sort of viewed it as just some tentative steps back to some kind of normality around face-to-face play that may indicate what can and can't be done in the future you know it was too exciting an opportunity to miss even if it's only could be little Absolutely, and a big thanks to uh, the folks over at the UK Games Expo, specifically Richard, who who I correspond with, to, who was kind enough to say, "Yeah, absolutely, we can fit you in for sure." You know, there's always Dice Masters at the UK Games Expo. We'll we'll box you off, kind of thing. Um, even though that they themselves have sort of expectations and regulations around who they give event space to. So, a big thank you to the uh, committee there. Uh, I'll give you a, a bit of info about what's actually taking place then. So uh, it's kicking off at two. We're asking if you are interested in playing that you come along you know, sort of 20, 30 minutes beforehand so we can have a prompt start at two o'clock. The entry is £5 and you need to pre-buy that ticket. You need to pre-book it on the UK Games Expo website. So I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes down below if you're interested in that. That's in addition to your entry pass. So. Uh, please do make sure you pick up an entry pass for the day as well as your £5 entry ticket. We've we've scheduled it in for two till six. Uh, obviously, with a 16-player cap, we're not going to be more than four rounds long. So, you know, we know it's going to take roughly four hours. Um, we're doing uh, best of three over 50 minutes, and it's just going to be a classic MOD PDM golden single affiliation bit of fun. Which is awesome. I'm still That's shocked. Fun. I'm still shocked. Face to face, what's that all about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. Uh, and we, I'm certainly aware, you know, that I'm not expecting that we'll be getting emails saying, Oh, your 16 tickets are sold, I can't get in. I don't think that'll be the case this year. Uh, and I would certainly appreciate and understand if someone was still feeling tentative, a bit anxious, perhaps wasn't planning on coming to the UK Games Expo. Uh, in light of worldwide circumstances right now. And I wouldn't blame him, neither. I'm certainly going to be... Ha- had I not been double-stabbed right now, 
and have a you know an epic vat of hand sanitizer and some super awesome face masks i wouldn't consider it you know oh my god i bet you've got paisley face masks coming out of your ears I do have paisley face masks. Oh my word! I do. I've also got a really cool Batman one. I hadn't even thought about that. I bet you've got some right retro wizard face masks. My yeah, my face masks are, you know, uh, it was an opportunity to accessorize even further. How could I not seize upon that opportunity? Oh, we need to do a segment on your face masks. They save that for uh, mod extra. Yeah, that's got more of a mod extra vibe on it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, of course. Of course I've got some great face masks. Um, anyway, what was I talking about? The uh, the format. So a couple of things. Uh, it's the usual. Uh, I'll put it all up on the blog. It's also all on the UK Games Expo website. Uh, but it's the usual kind of restrictions that we put in play here. So villains are not considered an affiliation for the event. You can only play villains if they have a secondary affiliation, such as uh, you know Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, Legion of Doom, uh suicide squad if you dare um you know that kind of stuff so uh don't play villains you can't play villains unless they have a secondary affiliation your basic actions must match the intellectual property of the affiliation that you've selected unless you're playing uh mystics in which case we're setting marvel as the mystic affiliation lined up basic actions so even though you may have some dc characters in a mystics team your basic actions must be Marvel. Uh, you can play with action cards, but they must clearly and absolutely indisputably thematically line up to the affiliation that you're using without going through kind of rules, lawyery, nerdy stuff like, uh, uh, I think you'll find, Chris, that in the uh, Marvel versus DC crossover, uh, Superman did in fact hold Molnir for three pages. You know, none of that bollocks. Just... If you're playing a Bat Family team, you can have a Batarang, you know? If you're, if you're playing an Avengers team, then Captain America's Shield's okay. You know, use your common sense. <laughs> Do we allow Captain America's Shield if they don't have Captain America? What you've just done there... <laughs> An extra layer. What you've just done there is the yeah. exact thing that starts to doing up. <laughs> just it's it's a we're not taking it serious it's not fun the prizing is only kind of it's not uh, fun <laughs> uh, that's not what i meant to say it's about having fun the prizing is just pretty light touch this year um because we're, we're not making it like a big a big event particularly um speaking of which actually in the interest of keeping it fun there is a ban list go check that out there are certain cards that we don't want to see because we just don't like them fair enough <laughs> Yeah, I thought so. Uh, so there we go. Yeah, I think interesting news. The I know some places worldwide, uh, particularly in North America, have sort of maintained a bit of a face-to-face play thing for a little while now. But here in the UK, that's the uh, first opportunity that's kind of presented itself. So Ooh. let's let's give it a go. Um, we'll certainly do a bit of coverage, but with the amount of notice that we've been able to give and the fact that we're capped at 16 players and so on and so forth, I think just... Uh, I, I'm kind of treating it like a little a local little local MODPDM rather than a kind of convention MODPDM. MODPDM? MODPDM. Next year, though, kids. Mm. Next year, it'll be Awan like Donkey Kawang. Well, let's hope so, yeah. And also, um, Gaming versus Cancel later in the year, we'll have to see. True. Or we'll, we'll all be zombies. Sure. 
one or the other. Someone asked me about gaming versus cancer the other day, and I did actually have a moment's pause because we raised an awful lot of money for gaming versus cancer by opening it up as an online event to international participants. And in fact, we were like for a long period of time, the largest contributed to, you know, the biggest single community donation at one point. So yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. I suppose I'm saying I'm considering doing it online again this year, in addition to the convention, if it happens. Yeah, we could do both, can't we? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, we really did get a, a lovely check, a lump check to send over to GVC. Anyway, that's that's later in the year. You soon, to, soon to be MOD, GVC. <laughs> <laughs> we just take it over. Yeah, well. Mm. Yeah, anyway. Nice mix of noises, this, this segment. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, I've, got, yeah. I've got things rattling around in my mind that I stop myself from saying sometimes. Okay. Uh, so, 30th of July, UK Games Expo, starting at 2pm. Buy a ticket online, MOD PDM at the UK Games Expo. Face to face, mask to mask. Are you going to make people wear masks? Uh, it's not. It's not a requirement of the UK Games Expo. Is it not? But are you going to? Yeah. You could I'm do. Wear mine. Yeah, totally. Over their eyes, blind <laughs> dice masters. <laughs> yeah. Right, let's wrap that one up there and move on to the next segment. (laughs) Right, well, welcome back then, folks. And this is a super exciting segment. I know some of you will be waiting to hear. It is the announcement of the winners for our giveaway, our Century Episode giveaway. Uh, Jimmy was kind enough to give us a, a bundle of promos that we've divvied up into three pots. We've got a near-complete set of animated alt-art X-Men, which are highly prestigious and much sought after. The only one that's missing is the Jubilee. Uh, We then have a selection of competitive-level, competitive event foils, as well as some alt-art sketch Beast Boys by Jimmy Darwin O'Brien himself. And they're cool. They are. They're really cool. Very cool. Yeah, they're really cool. Uh, So in order to enter, we said, uh, because it was our 100th episode celebration and and we wanted our ego stroking, we said you need to go to our Discord or go to our Facebook page and complete this sentence. I love the Ministry of Dice because. Yeah, and we did get a fair few entries. We did. It was lovely. It was. Yeah, I was was expecting... Some more jokey, abusy, bantery type answers, uh, but we got some lovely answers. Yes, I, I was going to say the same. That uh, I mean, clearly, uh, you know, we've got this sort of this personality, this uh, character, I suppose, of the Ministry of Dice, where there's this kind of egoy thing going on, and we are piss take artists, and we did anticipate a lot of people giving us loads of bants and stuff back but actually it has legitimately been overwhelmingly heartwarming the responses we received more so than i expected i thought one or two people would pitch in and sincerely say oh we love you guys because but we received so many more than i actually anticipated and yeah i was a little bit bowled over by it all uh, in the end i just i didn't reply to people as they were posting them i just put a little emoji so they knew i'd seen it because i was like how do i what do i say to that you know however don't fear because we did have a few comedians <laughs> there's always one or two out there 
Yes, there most certainly is, yeah. We had uh, our friend Andy May, otherwise known as Andy America, the Ministry of Dice's North American correspondent. He said, I love the Ministry of Dice because I know that Andy is pantsless for every episode. You can hear it in his voice. True story. <laughs> we had Thomas B as well. Uh, he, he likes us because of the community vibe that we create, but he also pointed out that we're a great podcast to drink to. <laughs> what does that mean? Is it what we're better when you're drunk? Uh, maybe. He's, he's, he's having a few bevies, getting lashed up, listening to the Ministry of Dice. And do you know what? Fair play. That's, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Be- <laughs> better. Better. Better, better when they're drunk. Title of my sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, our friend Alex Dickerson from over at Breath Weapon X gave us a little bit of a comedy response. He said he loves the MOD because Andy's warm, soothing voice keeps him warm on the cold, diceless nights. <laughs> he keeps a lock of Chris's hair with him and tells me that the PVC is at the dry cleaners. <laughs> he puts on his Thunderstone wig and interviews me about my world semi-final against Ben. I cry a little. He lifts up my chin, looks me in the eye and says, one day you'll win when <laughs> you'll go to Memphis, 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 Tennessee. I wake up the next morning to find a copy of Super Rare Ultraman on my pillow. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's not even a joke, well. <laughs> on my perfectly tasteless card shirt is written, little known fact, how could it be episode 102 when there are numbered episodes? It doesn't make sense. Chris will hurt me if I mention it again. Breath Weapon X rules. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks, Alex Dickerson. Arge from over at Rolling Thunder pitched in as well. He loves the Ministry of Dice because Paul is dead and he likes unrelated tangents. <laughs> What does he mean by that? All of our tangents are very much related. Yes, yeah. It's um, uh, We also feel it important to inform beyond the borders of Dice Masters that we're an informative and educational podcast regardless. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, Andy's life experience is, is wide-ranging. You know, jobs and careers over the years has given him a worldly a worldly view that is unrivaled by, by many. Uh, uh, so we, exactly. I feel we have to bring that to the forefront. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Mike Werner, Comics Mike. He's a cheeky one. He said, I love the MOD because of their knowledgeable and up-to-date rules. <laughs> <laughs> we, we ask him. That's why he turns up in our streams. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there were, were some comedians. There were two that particularly stood out to me, actually, uh, as, as on the creative side. Uh, Stu, Stuart, he popped in the Ode to the MOD. Would you like to hear the Ode to the MOD, folks? They do. They can't mm. wait. I love the MOD because they get shout-outs from Jake Busey. <laughs> All the live streams with the janky teams, the podcast themes, and the questionable memes. The events they organise across the land, from Southampton to Stockport, but not yet Graceland. The banter, the guests, most notably Jimmy O'D, <laughs> the manly, many personalities of the lovely Andy. True Mr. Six, who is both humble and wise, hopefully this poem will snag me the prize. All joking aside, you guys are fantastic. Keep up the Lord's work based on small cubes of plastic. That's good, that, isn't it? He's clever. Yeah. And you know what? Stu was right out the gate. He was our very first Discord entry. There'd been a few people who picked him at the post on Facebook. Very first Discord entry. And there were there were folks out there going, well, I mean, 
how can I enter now? That's obviously going to win. <laughs> and it is really impressive. Super, super appreciated that, uh, Stu. The, the, the rhythm, the timbre, the pentameter of it is, is super impressed. Well done. He remembered his GCSE English language classes. Oh, yeah. That, that boy's got skills, bruv. That's <laughs> for spitting rhymes. <laughs> uh, Nuema, though. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. That's a, a Discord pseudonym. Uh, so, Noema, uh, thank you for hopping on and letting us know. They had a nice little creative twist as well. They said, I love the MOD because before I listened to the podcast, I was filled with doubts about the game, which is not popular where I'm from. Those thoughts were venomous and painted a prismatic spray of negativity. But then I was just a boy and now I'm a beast. A beast boy, if you will, with the Bennett fit of doubt I have improved in the game. I have to be constant in in my practice, even if I have to make nocturne rounds. Now I don't think I'll ever become a true professor, but at least I'm having fun and teaching others in my community that this game is full of wonder woman. (laughs) 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 So that was fun. I like that one. Can you spot all the card references in there? Uh, yeah, so there was definitely some comedians and some creative ones, but uh, are you ready to cry, my friend? Are you ready to cry? I am. Now, there's, there's been far too many entries for us to read all of them out, but there were a few standouts that I think stood out to me because not only were they extremely, extremely lovely comments um, that just were overwhelming, really, but they also demonstrated to me that that particular listener has identified something about the philosophy of being a content creator in Dice Masters and something about what we're all about, which made me feel great. I want to focus on uh, General Nemesis, for example, uh, Dana. Uh, he was a winner of an MOD PDM last year. He was indeed. Uh, and Dana pointed out, he said, uh, he loves the MOD because we help and support foster the kind of community that all games wish they had. Whereas many gaming communities are cutthroat, toxic, and exclusionary, you've been instrumental in shaping our community around positivity, fun, lightheartedness, and inclusion. You're true ambassadors for the game in every sense of the word, and despite all the overblown Facebook freakouts, games like this would actually die if not for the strength and passion of people like you two, who keep it afloat through sheer force of will. It's the energy and dedication you bring to the podcast, the website, the tournaments, the live streams, etc., that bind us together as a community. So thank you for helping introduce me to this amazing game and for making sure that it's still around for all of us to enjoy. Um, you know, You're yeah, I, was, I know, <laughs> I know, I can't, I don't even know, but I'm really glad that Dana's obviously identified that we're, it's really important to us that there's a community around the game and around our content as well. I think there's a kind of little niche subsection community there um, and that it is about being positive, having fun, not taking things too seriously. It's a game, you know, and that there's space here for everybody, for everybody, whoever they are, however they like to enjoy their games, from whatever background they are. You know, it's not just always about the most competitive events and smashing face that this game has broad depth to it and everybody should bring what they want to bring. Dana wasn't the only one, though. There's loads of lovely ones in here. I'll just pick a few quotes out that people have that have thrown in. Uh, our man Donny who's a, another uh, stream fan, comes and hangs out with us on stream quite often, talked about kind of how it was dying in his local area and we really helped him out in terms of sort of rebuilding it and he shared our content with some players who were tentatively interested and it helped grow 
the game and loved the game. And it was also, uh, we were instrumental in getting him online and playing online. Our friend Mark in the UK, who we met a couple of times, just identified, you know, he said that the way we share our time, share our knowledge, always in the spirit of fun, you know, and he's enjoyed meeting us face to face and loves how we handle a whiff as well as a win. He's also very proud to be the owner of a Ministry of Dice Wooden Spoon. He's alleged that, Mark. Yeah, I, I love, like, Mr. Spin jumped in there, said he's a newbie, and just, he said he's just really found the stuff that we do valuable to help him learn to play the game. What a handle, Mr. Spin. Yeah, it's great, He's isn't it? 90s DJ Mixmaster, Miss Dr. Spin in the hose. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Pablo out there on Facebook said, we give it, we inspire him to uh, ideas to create teams and to teach new players, which I really love that idea that people are taking what we talk about and using it to introduce new players. Isn't it? That's weird. Yeah. We talk sh- we talk crap most of the time. It, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um, a few people like the fact that, you know, we bring spoilers and we, we review the new, new expansions and whatnot and give insider information through our relationship with Jimmy. And that's all cool. Uh, too we're glad to help out with that type of stuff uh radek who is uh, now now a regular knocking around on the discords and the facebook page he said first and foremost he loves the mod because of my haircut <laughs> then he heard the news that i got a, ha- a haircut a new haircut and therefore he was devastated however uh he's identified you know that we're all about the community we're all about community building but more importantly we uh, inspired him to try online for the first time uh, oh, and he did, good. and he loves it, and he's been playing online loads, and we've given him inspiration to start running um, events local to him. He's over in Poland there, uh, running events local to him. So um, I'm happy to be an inspiration. There were so many more. Uh, we just, I'm, I'm sorry, we haven't got the time to get into them all, but there's some kind of highlights there. So great to see some fun stuff. Great to see some little creative entries, but really everything else, just people, really lovely, sincere comments that – kind of took us aback a bit because as we said we were expecting to get ripped (laughs) 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 which which we're happy to do we're we're happy to self-deprecate but that that isn't what happened so we now need to pick the winners so i proposed to andy before we started the segment that we pick one each as a winner and then because everybody's comments was all so lovely that i would throw all the names into a hat and do an additional draw after we finish recording, and just one lucky person out of the lot of you will win the main prize. Because I can't, I just can't pick. Is the bottom line? Yeah, there's so many nice things said that let's let chance decide. Absolutely. So I hope you guys don't mind that I've kind of changed the terms and conditions on it right at the last minute there. But yeah, so the two foil promo sets and the Beast Boy cards, Andy and I will give away today. Uh, announce winners one each today. And then I'll do, I'll get the old uh, raffle app out and I'll make a post on our Facebook page or over on Discord to announce the third winner. Cool beans. Right. Okay. What's your pick? What's your pick? What's my pick? I am going to go for Nuema on Discord. I love oh, this yeah. little I love this little um you know creative chucking in all the little Easter egg card titles and stuff. I thought that was really awesome. But also the fact that there was underneath all that and the creativity of how he put it across underneath all that there's uh, there was some great like little uh, what's the word? You know sentiments in there. Yeah, it's a clever one. I like that. Yeah. Cool. My choice is from Brill Brile, uh, which 
Uh, he says, I love the MOD because of the chemistry and fun Chris and Andy have on the podcast. Chris and Andy possess a common love for Dice Masters, but also demonstrate a rare gumption, good use of the word gumption, uh, to supercharge said love into quality content. Uh, I am thankful for the MOD because I truly believe that Chris and Andy's contributions have played a role in the longevity of the Dice Masters product itself, which clearly means that WizKids, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that because it suggests that, um, uh, that that we're the bigger dogs than we are. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Andy uses yeah. the word gumption, which is amazing. It's like not been used since 1947. <laughs> So that's my choice. Fair. It does amaze me sometimes, like you know, how people f- um, view us as this sort of, you know, this distant thing in their world, uh, and we are just. I'll put the sensor in, but we are just basically two sh- kickers for England. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of right heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know. There you go. So, yeah, and I will draw the third one at random for the animated Alt-Art X-Men. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled for that. I'll do it on Monday as well, so the announcement will go simultaneous, although obviously I can't name who that individual is here right now. Uh, so Noema and Braille, get in touch with me, with your postal addresses. Hit me up on Discord or Facebook and send your names and addresses over to me so I can get those out in the post. Congratulations. And again, finally... Thank you so very much to everyone who entered. All of you, uh, just incredible comments. I'm sorry we didn't have enough. I'd have sat for the whole hour reading everybody's out if I had the time today. But if anyone's interested, you can join us on Discord and do a bit of an upscroll to go and see some of the comments that people made. The uh, join link will be in the show notes or follow us on Facebook. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much. I was just having a look because isn't Nuema like Simba's girlfriend? Uh, That's Nuala. Ah, close. Do you think Nuema is a lion? Or a human. Uh, well, I'd be very excited to discover that, that they were a lion, but I would suspect they are probably human, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it'd be quite hard to use Discord, although probably better than me with paws. Mate, Blowfish can use Discord better than you. <laughs> Blowfish, that's such a random choice. <laughs> All the choice of things. That's amazing. Like the one out of Finding Nemo. The one that when you get scared, she's going, it's <laughs> quite a good comparison. <laughs> right, on to the next segment. Yes, welcome back, folks. I'm chuckling because we have continued to discuss blowfish off air for a period of time. There, that's made me laugh. <laughs> but here we go, the main featured segment. We're only, what, 40 minutes in or something? <laughs> the main event. Yeah, and our discussion topic, if you will, for our featured segment this week is super rares. Uh, we're hoping to maybe answer the question or address this idea of why are there so many good super rares? Now, I'll, I'll put some context on that. When we interviewed Jimmy a couple of episodes back, one of the spoilers that we revealed it's, uh, as, as part of our celebratory thing was the new Super Rare Lilandra, the one that is effectively the uh, functional reprint of Jinzo. And Jimmy, in some of the conversation we were having about the card, just made a throwaway comment that they made her Super Rare so that she wasn't too oppressive in draft. And then we moved on to talk about other things. But I just thought the... I just thought the sentence was interesting because it, it made me realise, or there was some kind of acknowledgement in the back of my mind that, well, yes, that you know, super, the rarity on cards isn't random. They're obviously selecting the rarity of cards. There's a criteria or a mind at work behind it. And then subsequent to that, I think one of those 
as kind of old fears around good super rares came up to the surface again around pay to play or uh, you know that's a good card but i'll never own it and all that kind of stuff so i thought yeah okay well this is this is a topic that is actually very real for dice masters players let's have a bit of a chat about it i like super rares but not all of them are great. Well, no, sure. That, that's an interesting. Uh, that's an interesting point. Really, is that uh, there are definitely times where I've opened a booster and been disappointed at the super rare pull. Like, uh, let me think of an example. Like Tony Tony Stark Supreme Sorcerer from Civil War. I had like five of them bloody super rares. You had five you know, Tony Starks. Yeah, well, probably not that many, but I had trades of it. Definitely amazing. Yeah. Definitely the worst, the Flash was one. Uh, yeah, there was a dodgy super rare. I, I think the poop. Oh, yeah, but I think that's an interesting point because one of the reasons why people are concerned specifically uh, about this the kind of super rare issue is that in Infinity Gauntlet, like Thor, for example, super rare Thor, Thor was uh, is a powerful card, really great game text, and people struggled to get their hands on it. And then as the spoilers for Dark Phoenix has, have drip-fed out over the year and there's been super rares revealed, like Master Mold, super strong, Mr. Sinister, super strong, Lilandra, super strong. I think the concern is now that like, whoa, these super rares are actually fire and I'm going to struggle to get my hands on them, you know. Yeah, the last one will be. Well, no, there's how many super rares are they going to be? There's like 43 in the uh, <laughs> I think 16 off the top of my head, uh, if I remember right. Yeah. But I think that's the thing about that is that that is actually a really narrow view of the play experience of super rares. So I followed up with Jimmy because uh, I said to him, we're probably going to talk about super rares and said, kind of, how do you go about selecting it? And he did confirm and sort of elaborate on the point that a lot of the rarity selection is driven by making a draft experience and that the distribution of the cards across the game when drafting is one of the kind of high up on the list of priorities when it comes to allocating rarities. Mm -hmm. So um, like Lilandra, for example, they've selected to make her a super rare because she'll be too oppressive in a draft setup. They've also looking at things that like uh so we were saying like your commons and uncommons generally are straightforward but they can often can be used in multiple strategies in team building that would suit a draft build of a team as opposed to more complicated game text i get that i get that yeah yeah so i think the the kind of that view of oh those super rares are going to be hard to get my hands off well i'm not insensitive to that because i feel that that frustration too i think what that's doing is that's looking at the game for a very narrow point of view of competitive play power card play smash face play i want the best cards to put in my team and is not perhaps acknowledging the aspects of set design that are looking at, well, people play different types of formats. So how would it work in the different types of formats? Like Jimmy said, well, we wanted to give the Shi'ar affiliation something juicy and exciting, for example. You know, a super rare that you could get excited about. Uh, I think it's also not acknowledging, I don't know, like you saying, like, oh, you crack open the booster, you get the super rare, the, the, uh, the thrill of the chase. There are people who are collectors who love you know, grabbing super rares for, for the collectability of them. Yeah, regardless of what it does. Yeah, and that's definitely been a kind of theme through Dice Masters. Like, you've had zombies and black lanterns and white lanterns and what-if cards that have been new t- twists on characters or interesting artwork from, like, miniseries that looked at it in a different way. So, 
yeah, you got that element in the mix too, which I thought was yeah. kind of interesting. I like them. I hope they do some more of those. I quite like the uh, the the themey ones, Black Lanterns and the the what ifs. I expect the zombies are my favourite. They're very cool. Yeah, what from the artwork perspective? Uh, yeah, from the artwork, from that something different to collect. Uh, I mean, from I don't, the the zombie. I know that Red Skull was a you know a good competitive card. The rest less so much. Uh, but yeah, it's just the the theming of of the artwork and the dice all looked a little bit zombified, like yeah. the muddy greens, and they were just cool. You know, regardless, it didn't matter what the abilities were. I wanted them. I wanted them in my binder. Uh, they're awesome, and I like yeah. that more of that, please. Yeah, and the dice as well. The dice were all kind of a bit custom and different too, yeah. weren't they? Uh, back in the booster days, I used to love that moment uh, where you kind of tip the dice out into your hand before you took the cards out and you had like a red sparkly one you thought oh that's a marvel what if (laughs) yeah (laughs) which one is it which one is it uh and they like oh earth x red skull it's the same one i've already got five of them (laughs) yes absolutely but still um i think that's an important point to acknowledge and something from whiskey's perspective is a part of the game that they're trying to offer an experience that's interesting for a whole range and variety of players and some of those players play casual on their kitchen table and so super rares should just be something fun and interesting to build casual teams around that you don't want to create an oppressive situation in a draft or a small play group because someone's you know, pulled the super rare in a draft, but also there's collectors who like the thrill of the chase, who like the collectability of the game, and the super rares are uh, an element of that experience too. I like it. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting, uh, uh, and let's not, you know, let's not dance around it. There's obviously, you know, a revenue generating element of all this for whiz kids that if people are going collectors or competitive players are going to buy more products they're going to shift more units as they chase the super rare and while in the reality of the moment that's not great for all those wallets it's great for the future longevity of the game it is it is it makes sense i mean i always thought that you know i was quite late into the collectible card game scene so i thought it was a bit weird like why a company would you know make it so that you pulled a card out and immediately the one pound that you spent on a pack you've got like a 20 quid card but it's the thrill of the chase you're buying loads of packs it's the the, regardless of what that card is it still costs exactly the same to make as the (laughs) the the commons and the um uh, uncommons uh but um you know you, you chase them so you buy more makes more sense now i always wondered but that kind of clicked into place this evening uh, what, that it's obviously designed to make us spend more money on the game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think comparably, though, this has often been said that while that is true, Dice Masters is a relatively budget game when you compare it to, say, the the chase on the higher value cards in Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, and the like. You know, They are much more difficult to acquire, certainly on the secondary market. Yeah. Heroclix is similar in that way, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, I believe so. Uh, although I'm, I'm not close enough to fully comment, but yeah, I do think that is the case. I think, I, I think the thing with you know from Wizkid's perspective, in addition to selling more products, I, I think we have to acknowledge and accept that you know they're they're trying to build a game that attracts and appeals to a range of players, and that uh, you know 
griping and moaning about, oh, it's pay to play and it's going to be really difficult to get our hands on these powerful super rares, is only acknowledging one very narrow part of the community that wants smash face competitive stuff, you know, and that from a design point of view, there's a wider, you know, a wider th- range of things to consider. I mean, one thing Jimmy said to me in, when in the follow-up conversation was that they want super rares to have value for the person who opens them, even if it's not necessarily gameplay value. I thought, well, that's interesting, you know, but it makes sense that, all right. So like super rare angel, you might crack open your draft packs and be like, oh, I've got a Super Rare Angel. I really wanted a Jubilee or a Master Mold. But his game text is all about um, protecting sidekicks from global abilities. And I don't know, maybe there's a fun team that someone can build who's, you know, father, son, mother, daughter, family play group can have a crack at building a fun X-Men team that does something with sidekicks and Angel. I don't know. I mean, I've not explored it in my head um, whether that's a, a viable build or not, but something to think about. Yeah, and there are sort of there, and there has been some super strong super rares out there. Mm. Yeah, it's true, especially from uh, AVX. <laughs> you think of Serena and Gobby, of course. Yeah, beautiful yeah. cards. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm just not fully convinced. I think that you know owning the super rare is a guaranteed win and that's something else actually now that i think about it there's been plenty of people who've built meta teams filled to the brim with ronin between employers and serenas who still haven't placed in the top four at a national level event or something you know what i mean there's still plenty of players who've been building teams who haven't optimized the team or haven't developed their play skills to the point where they can win with it so just because you've got all the super rare cards doesn't mean you're on for a win for sure is that like wearing the bat suit but you can't fight <laughs> i suppose it is yeah i suppose it is yeah that's cool yeah i think with dark phoenix though uh, um any super rare that, that i've seen so far if i pull it i'm happy with it that's cool i quite like that because you are pretty much going to get what at least one super rare in one of those countertop displays is it two uh, I think it's usually two, but I've heard reports, you know, that it's between one and three. Ooh. It can vary. If they're all at a certain level, uh, then it's going to be a widespread throughout the, uh, the the kind of playing community. And if they've all got that kind of same level, you've got to have a really nice balance of of teams out there. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, which which would be good. Although that's uh, kind of made me think of uh, another problem is that the game's not quite big enough to have the trading and secondary market around it right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Just have um, to buy like 16 countertop displays, easy. <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> just get it. yeah. Yeah, no probs. <laughs> that's... <laughs> which of course we could all just do with the money down the back of our sofas obvs what's your favorite super rare of all time Ooh, what a question what a question i'm just trying to cast my mind through the teams that i've loved over the years um i mean i've certainly used nobby a lot in my collector nobby list so i suppose he would be a high contender in the super rare space yeah yeah I think just yeah. If I, I'm just going to judge it on the criteria of how much I used it, and I think that would probably be the one. Cool. I've just been flicking through uh, the the list of super rares, and there's like 
there's some cool stuff I'd forgotten about. Remember Jocasta? Oh, yeah. She was brilliant. She was a great card. I was very excited when I got her. And what was the other one? I just skipped past. <laughs> Bugbear Ambusher, my worst super rare pool. Multiple Man. You must, that's got a soft spot in your heart for Multiple Man, surely. I do have a soft spot in my heart for Multiple Man. That's true. I did also use him a lot, but he wasn't really a, a win condition card, you know. Yeah. Constantine. Yeah, another great super rare. I mean, there's been loads, but then equally, I could name starter set cards that I think are awesome. <laughs> you know, it's not... I mean, that's one of the things about Dice Masters is that even though there are great cards that are marked up with the super rare rarity, I can name just as many commons, uncommons, rares, starter set, campaign box cards that are equally... I mean, of the big meta three at the minute, Becky Lynch, Godcatcher, and Thor, two of those three, you could just buy in product out the shelf and be guaranteed to have them. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, Thor, Jormungand's Sphere is a good card. Or, you know, you might want a Jubilee or a Master Mold or a Lilandra from the Super Rare selection in the new set. But, uh, or, oh, I tell you who else, uh, Mystique, she's going to be, that Super Rare Mystique's going to be, going to be a player. But equally, you know, you could get yourself a Guy Gardner, a Half-Elf Bard, a Wonder Woman Reflections, you know, all straight out of starter sets and campaign boxes. So... Um, I think one of the lovely things about Dice Masters is that, yeah, that, that kind of super rare thing, because of the way it's been designed to acknowledge that it's a game for drafting, uh, that it's a game for collectors, that there's something around the distribution of game texts across the rarities and all that good stuff that Jimmy was telling me, and the way that they combo up as well um, means that you get just as good common cards as you do super rare cards sometimes. Yeah. I do wonder if it's because it, when it's wind conditioning stuff or really high-level control stuff, I think that's when it becomes a bit more of a bugbear for people, isn't it? Yeah, and I get that. But um, it depends. It, it'll be interesting to see on the um, the new set, uh, you know, once we see what all of them are and what they do and what controly ones and what tacky ones. It'll, be, um, it'll just be fun, won't it, getting new stuff and having a look at it. Roll on November. Yes. Yeah, let's see how it goes. But I just... I don't know. It just Jimmy mentioning like, oh, we made it super rare for draft. Just kind of made me go, yeah, of course, of course you think about this stuff. You're not just slapping coloured stripes on randomly. There's a there's a criteria by which you operate by. And yes, some of it is about sales and revenue generation, but there's obviously more at play there, you know, um, in the in the way that the sets are designed. And I just thought that was an interesting idea. And I just thought it was something I was just when I see people going on about, oh, another powerful super rare. It's like, yeah, but there are powerful other cards, and that's also just talking about one particular type of way of playing the game that I just think it's not always healthy, you know? Noish. Yeah. All right, then. Well, there you go. There's a bit of a chat about Super Rares. So hopefully we have explained why there's so many good Super Rares. Uh, it's because they want to minimize them appearing in draft. They want to make them feel valuable and special when you open the pack, and they want you to buy more packs. It's quite simple when you say it like that. Yeah. And on that note... We'll move to the outro. Well, there we are then, folks. As all things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we did. Yes, we did indeed. Uh, so don't forget to keep an eye out on our Facebook page or our Discord on Monday for the third randomly selected winner of the Altar X-Men cards, uh, the animated versions. Um, but uh, Noema and Bryle, if you can get in touch, and get give me your postal addresses so I can get your prize wins out. 
Uh, we are still running the crowdfund. We're running it all the way through July. There are a limited supply of the Who Wears Rip Thunderstone game special collector's item from the Ministry of Dice available. So if you're interested and you want you want that very exclusive item, we're just down to a handful now, so get your donations in. And look forward to hopefully seeing a few of you UK-based players at the UK Games Expo in just a couple of weeks. I know. How excited is that face? The mask to mask. <laughs> uh, you mean mask to mask? No, mask to mask. <laughs> mask to mask. Well, that is, you're making me sound scouse there. It's all the same, past Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> but very exciting, face-to-face. Getting back to normality again. Oh, and also, I'd just like to say happy Freedom Day to all our UK uh, listeners. What's that? Be, I don't know what that is. It was the 19th of July, Freedom Day. It's going to be your first day without having to wear a mask to uh, to go into a shop. Be get, putting on your single white glove and heading down to the discotheque. <laughs> Strut your stuff on the dance floor. I'll see you there. <laughs> Come on. Don't stop till you get enough. One white glove. Sequin shirt. (laughs) First in the queue. Right. I could (laughs) go on for ages. You know where to reach us, but uh, just in case you don't, you'll find us at facebook.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice. You can join our Discord server and get involved in the conversation there. The link to joining that will be in the show notes below. Um, or you can uh, head on over to BritRoller6.com, our website, scroll to the bottom and hit the contact contact us button to send us an email. Streaming's back, folks. So every Wednesday, I know you've missed it. You can see us uh, around about half past 10 UK time uh, on the Twitch, which is something, Ministry of Dice. Is it the Mod Extra one? twitch.tv forward slash mod extra spell x t r a come and hang out if you do come and hang out please say hello please have a chat we are more chatty than dicey usually so uh, do come and say <laughs> hi yes absolutely um that's back up and running and we stream other stuff as well you know i do uh, we stream some apex legends if you're interested in console gaming and i scroll some other virtual lcgs such as hearthstone and legends of rune terror Ooh, that's and the fighting exciting and the fighting fantasy stuff of course okay cool so with all that said and done um thanks for listening folks but i've been chris otherwise known as true mr six uh, and I've been Andy, a.k.a. Rasko P. Coltrane. <laughs> Deputy. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, folks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
American town with a diner. And a rocking chair outside the front of your sheriff's office. Yeah. Doing nothing but drink coffee. Chewing some long grass. Dealing with the occasional wayward teen. It's perfect, right? If there's anything in any of those situations that gets too demanding, you call in the FBI. <laughs> you know, it's true. Bank robbery, FBI. Murder, FBI. 